0: Today's program is brought to you by the International Culinary Center, offering courses that range from classic French techniques in culinary, pastry, and bread baking, to Italian studies, to management, from culinary technology to food writing from cake making to wine tasting. For more information, visit culinarycenter.com.
1: I'm Damon Bolte, host of The Speakeasy. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands
0: more. and a director of the New York Japanese Culinary Academy, which promotes a deeper understanding of Japanese cuisine in America. We are broadcasting live from a studio at Robertus in Boswick, Brooklyn. This show is all about Japanese food and food culture. We see sushi at every deli and supermarket, but what is beyond sushi? We hear dashi, ramen, and izakaya, but what exactly are they? Japanese food is still a mystery for many people, and I will try to demystify it in this program with my cool guests. And my guest today is Michelle Gardner, who is the co-owner of Chalei, a sunny cafe in Uwas Village, which opened in December last year and serves tasty drinks made with matcha. Hello and welcome to the show.
1: Thanks for having me on the show.
0: So uh, first, um, matcha is becoming increasingly popular in New York City lately. Uh, For instance, Starbucks serves uh, matcha latte. But for listeners who are not familiar with matcha, could you tell us what it is?
1: Sure. So matcha, um, it comes from the same tea plant as every other tea, so Camellia sinensis is the tea plant. Um, What is so different about matcha is that matcha is a shade-grown tea, which means that the tea field actually gets covered up about two weeks before harvesting, so the matcha produces a higher level of chlorophyll and amino acids, which gives it a very deep um, umami flavor. And um, the biggest difference is that matcha is ground into powder formats, so you're actually ingesting the whole tea leaf rather than brewing the tea and extracting just water from the tea itself. Mm. So matcha, you consume the whole tea leaves and all the benefits.
0: Right. Okay. And uh, so because you uh, you grow it in the shade, um, maybe it gets, uh, you know, leaves are softer and delicate and uh, there's less astringent. That's what I heard. Yes.
1: Yes. It's very, in terms of flavor, it's um, much sweeter, um, less of the bitterness, and also it's very smooth.
0: Mm-hmm. Right. And you said umami, um, just in case, umami is uh, the fifth taste after uh, sweet, sour, bitter, salty, and uh, that's a savory taste. And yes. And... So that uh, is that the theanine. That's the you know kind of amino acid. Yes. That- um, is So um, matcha contains
1: a much, much higher level of um, antioxidants and amino acids than normal green tea because of the shade grown. Um, if you look at, um, compared to normal tea leaves, uh, matcha has about 137 times the amino acid content. So what that means is that that's going to give it a lot more flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where that umaminess comes from.
0: Okay. Yeah, because people think, you know, Matcha, it sounds like it's bitter, but it's not. It's a little umami. Exactly. And sometimes sweet, isn't it? Yes, yes. Um, There
1: are many different grades of matcha. Um, The higher grade you go, especially in the ceremonial category, the sweeter and smoother it gets.
0: Mm, Okay. Right. So, And I heard it's also stone ground. It's not like machine, big machine ground. It's very delicate process.
1: Yes. Um, it's really, truly amazing to see the tea farmers. Um, still to this day, um, a lot of the farmers keep the ancient tradition of picking the tea leaves by hand. And um, what they do is they pick the um, very tip of the tea leaf. Um, usually for the ceremonial style, you pick during first flushing And you take that tea leaves and then you grind it with the big wheel of stone. And it takes a long time to get it into that fine powder that we ingest. So to just give you an idea, um, we carry some matcha at our shop. 40 grams of matcha tea in one tin will take over an hour to produce. So it's quite labor intensive Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate the art.
0: Right. This sounds like you know the the olive oil expensive olive oil the first (laughs) press kind of yeah. And also I heard that you know there are so many traditional tea houses in Japan, and uh, in order to keep taste of tea consistent every year, um, each tea house blends different leaves from different field, Mm -hmm. and uh, from the same year. And each blend has poetic name, uh, such as uh, Sound of Mist, um, Early Evening White, um, Star of something like that. And this reminds me of uh, winemakers uh, blending different types of grapes. So, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the Sommacha is maybe just like a fine wine.
1: Yeah, that's how I um, try to explain to people the different grades as well. It's uh, very similar to if you look at um, from different winery to winery, how the Tyroard differs and also how the in-house sommelier decides to blend each wine or um it, it, very similar to wine making, um, but for matcha, they have the tea masters within each tea farm, and then they choose well um, whether they use the tender uh, leaves from first flushing, blended maybe with um, previous year, and it's. Um, they have each tea house has its own tea profile that they target
0: for that's great yeah (laughs) Um, yeah and of course they have uh, different labels just like wine right yeah Um, so maybe uh, you can tell us uh, when matcha was born and became so popular in Japan Sure. So um,
1: tea was first introduced to Japan around, right around the 9th century, and they were introduced by um, priests who traveled to China and brought the seeds back to Japan and started um, cultivating its own and processing in the powder format. And then it was um, in somewhere between 12th century to about 16th century where the um, matcha was... You know, became more popular, but only really to the noble family and to the elite, because it was um, the tea ceremony was, you know, something very special. And there was only a handful of merchants who were approved to process the tea and also to sell the tea. So at the time, um, it was only being consumed by the elite, by the samurais, and by the shoguns, but not Shogun really. is like a lord. Right, right, right. And it really wasn't available to the um, common people. Mm. So then in about 18th century, that's where the processing methods improved quite a bit. And um, the processing of matcha became more efficient. So mm. still... To the say, you know, we're um, the matcha farmers. They're still picking the tea leaves by hand, but um, there's a lot of uh, equipments being introduced and to make the process more efficient. And that's when you started to see that matcha um, was being enjoyed by everyone. Mm,
0: it's more democratized yeah. in yeah, exactly. a way, right? Yeah. And you just mentioned the tea ceremony. So I think it's very important, you know, the matcha me if you ask a Japanese person uh, what is matcha, and they would say it's used to in tea ceremony, but yeah, that's it's been true. And uh, there was a, you know, I want to mention that you know the tea ceremony, um, it is um, you know ceremonial preparation and presentation of tea, but it's not just drinking tea, but it's a spiritual aspect that's strongly emphasized, and that means you enjoy tea in a rustic, simple environment rather than a festive party setting. And your focus is the hospitality to your guests. So, um, yeah, that's you know that's a Japanese way, and what right. you're doing is a little different from, uh, you know, I mean, our Japanese people are doing. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: But I think um, I, for myself, for example, I found matcha to be very calming. Um, it's a very different form of caffeine that you're taking in. So matcha does in. Does include some levels of caffeine If you compare it to coffee It's about 60-70% of the caffeine Mm -hmm. um, Level as coffee um, For the same size Um, But what I do notice Is because of the L-theanine Contained in matcha Mm -hmm. That it's a more even dose So it really keeps me It helps me concentrate Mm -hmm. better keeps me alert but it definitely takes away some of that jitterness right. that you feel f- with coffee okay so in a way um, especially in the mornings I wake up and I always start out my day with the matcha because I just feel like it's sort of my moment when I have my matcha mm-hmm. it's when I meditate you know the whisking in the w um, shape and mm-hmm. it's very meditating
0: as right. well yeah that's great so yeah all right and uh, oh they, by the way I just want to mention this and uh, so there it you know the ceremonial, spiritual part of tea ceremony um, is uh, actually established by a man called Sen no in 16th century, and uh, he was a guy. He was a merchant and uh, intellectual, but he was not afraid of preaching in the most powerful samurai to follow his philosophy of tea ceremony, and uh, eventually he had to kill himself. I mean, ordered to kill himself by one of those uh, biggest men, but you know, I think that's the essence of uh, matcha, and the Japanese people are very proud of this Senorikyo. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to mention it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Alright, so um, so actually, the, what you're doing at Chalet is... Uh, even more democratizing matcha beyond the Japanese border. So, um, so first, let's talk about how you got into matcha and opened a chalet in December last year.
1: Sure, sure. So I was introduced to matcha many years ago. Um, I lived in Hong Kong while working there. And I started drinking matcha in the mornings. And um, to me, it became a daily ritual. And then when I moved back to the U.S., it was really, really hard to find a good place to find matcha, good Mm -hmm. quality matcha. There's, of course, a lot of um, green tea desserts, uh, green tea frappuccinos, and very sweetened versions of Mm -hmm. matcha. But it was really, really hard to find um, the the quality tea in its Mm -hmm. own original form. Mm -hmm. So I thought about it and at the time you know i still worked in uh, finance industry and i was too scared to do anything on my own (laughs) but then i introduced the tea to my um soon-to-be husband Mm -hmm. um when we took a trip to japan and he fell in love with it as well Mm -hmm. and he said why don't we do this why don't we bring this amazing tea to new york and that's when a light bulb went off in my head because I've always wanted to um, have a business of my own, especially in the restaurant and mm-hmm. hospitality business. I've always enjoyed uh, entertaining people and having people over. The hospitality of serving someone something that they truly enjoyed mm-hmm. was very, very attractive to me and always made me happy. Mm-hmm. So I thought it's you know a career path that I wanted to try it out and this is a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. it's for a great product. Um, so we started planning for it. And it was about two and a half years ago that I left the world of finance. And, uh, so you
0: were doing uh, in banking and the delivery yes. equity? Yeah,
1: <laughs> I, was, I was crunching numbers in derivatives, mm-hmm. and derivatives. Um, and I was doing a lot of, you know, analysis and report writing. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I started to switch gears and I started to attend night schools, um, getting a degree in culinary management. To just kind of figure my way around How to own and manage a place Mm. Um, And then About six months into the course I really just fell in love with it And I quit my job And I found a Um, coffee shop who was willing to take me in and teach me everything all the in and outs of running a small cafe Mm.
0: as Um, and also as a barista yes as a
1: barista (laughs) i learned how to make coffee and um it was it was truly an amazing year it was Mm. such a different life experience Um, So I did that for about a year And then I graduated from school And it was about then That I wanted to start looking for a place Mm -hmm. And that was about last year Summer And we started doing the build out For Chalet I would say September and took us a few months to get the place ready, but mm-hmm. we've been very, very fortunate to have a good location. Mm-hmm. It's, um, I think it's a great place to introduce a p- new product. Mm-hmm. It's very visible and we get a lot of tourists who walk by. So not only are we reaching out to um, you know, residents of New York, but mm. we're really reaching out to whoever's visiting New York, whoever's mm. walking around the West Village.
0: Okay, yeah. right. So before I get into the concept of a uh, chalet, uh, sure. what's the aha moment in Kyoto that you have? Uh, you had an impact tea ceremony yeah. when you tasted Yeah, Kyoto's.
1: Always a special place in my heart. Um, I it's one of it's probably my favorite city in the world, wow. and that I've visited so far. <laughs> I love to travel, but um, Kyoto. I find that it's very much still an old world. It preserves its traditions. It's very calming. It's very zen. I love. Um, I love the people there. I love the culture. And I love the accessibility to amazing tea houses everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So as we were walking from temple to temple, we could stop off anywhere and mm-hmm. have a cup of matcha prepared, um, the traditional method, and then you know that would be accompanied by a wagashi. And mm-hmm. everything was just the whole experience was mm-hmm. just amazing. Right. And I look forward to going back every okay. couple of years.
0: So you you said you know like a cafe, right? You mm-hmm. just. Uh, stop by, just, you know, order mm-hmm. uh, matcha, but it's a traditional method. What is that for the listeners who never tried a traditional matcha? Yeah, so matcha prepared
1: in the traditional way, usually it's... um You take the matcha tea um, You sift it through And they usually serve it in a bowl Like a beautiful It's a beautiful ceramic bowl Which they first heat up um, And then they sift the tea right into the bowl Then they add very little water um, And compared to how we have tea normally in the US Which is, you know, a mug of tea Mm -hmm. There, it's about You're getting about two ounces of water only Mm -hmm. And so it's a very small drink I almost describe it as How the Italians have their espresso on the go. So Mm. um, this is sort of the tea espresso of um, in Japan. So Mm -hmm. um, you you could stop anywhere in the cafe, and Mm -hmm. they will prepare it that way. Um, And and
0: it's prepared uh, with the wooden bamboo whisk exactly by hand. Yeah, right. And then you kind of and you know like double espresso maybe, but uh, they whisk and then there are bubbles on top. Like uh, yes. You know, cappuccino kind of. Exactly. Bright green and the color is amazing. Yeah,
1: the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful vibrant green color and it helps aerate the tea. Mm -hmm. Um, And it really tastes that lovely, smooth. I describe it
0: sort of like a dark chocolate Mm -hmm. um, flavor. It's really, really nice. Mm. And you mentioned also the uh, wagashi, that's the traditional Japanese sweets. Right, right. right. And uh, let's just quickly go back into the tea ceremony. Mm -hmm. There's a part of the ceremony, it's like the the host serve tea as well as wagashi. That's the Japanese traditional sweets. Right. And very seasonal and shaped like flowers. Yes, it's
1: absolutely beautiful. The wagashi, usually you have matcha.
0: Matcha, um,
1: it has that... A hint of bitterness which they balance it out by serving you something sweet at the end um, one of my favorite is a sort of this mochi filled with um, it's a sesame peanut paste in mm-hmm. the in the center it's delicious <laughs> and then during um, during Sakura season they always have the ones shaped like the cherry blossom which is also gorgeous
0: oh wow yeah okay I'm getting hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> All right so uh, well let's talk about uh, the concept of, the concept of chalet yep
1: so um, when we started thinking about how we wanted to introduce uh, matcha in Chalet, mm-hmm. so we, we, we know that matcha is very new to the Western world. Um, Although we've seen it, Starbucks has introduced it, I think Peace Coffee a couple of years back, they introduced it. But so far it's presented in more of a very sweetened version. Mm -hmm. Um, So we wanted to introduce it more the traditional way as well as some Westernized way of serving it. Mm -hmm. But we also wanted the environment to be very friendly and opening and Mm -hmm. um, comfortable. So I think for anyone to try anything new, Um, Just being in a familiar surrounding and being able to recognize things on the menu also helps. So we... um kind of toy with the concept and what we decided to do was well everyone in the west is familiar with the coffee menu mm-hmm. so if you think about the coffee menu let, let's translate that to mm-hmm. matcha so having matcha as our tea shot mm-hmm. and we build drinks on top of that mm-hmm. so the most traditional way is our shot of matcha on mm-hmm. the menu so that is we actually whisk it um mm-hmm. in the bowl with the bam- bamboo whisk and mm-hmm. just serve it straight up just tea okay. and water very
0: who something. does that? Who does the, your certification? Yeah, the train our
1: baristas. Yes, um, our baristas are all certifiedly trained to um, make the matcha as well as the coffee drinks. And mm-hmm. they go through a fairly you know, in depth training on right. tea as well as coffee. Okay.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so now let's take a quick break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk about uh, what we can drink at the chalet and the health benefits of matcha. So please stay with us.
1: The International Culinary Center is a proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network.org, the ICC with locations in New York and California provide cutting-edge education to future chefs, restaurateurs, and wine professionals. We're proud to claim Dan Barber, Bobby Flay, and David Chang among our honored alumni. This is Dorothy can Hamilton from Chef Story. Check out our ICC website at internationalculinarycenter.com.
0: Welcome back. You're listening to Japan Eats, broadcasting live from a studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn. I'm your host, Akiko Katayama, and my guest today is Michelle Gardner, who is the co-owner of Chalet, a Western-style cafe which serves delicious Japanese matcha drinks. So um, we're going to talk about uh, what you, you can drink at the Chalet in a moment, but first let's talk about the health benefit of matcha because that's one of the reasons why Americans started drinking matcha, I'm a lot of healthy people.
1: Yes, so um, I, we definitely have seen a pickup in trend in matcha uh, starting this year. We actually, um, our shop opened in good timing, I think, uh, mainly because I think overall everyone is seeking to live a healthier lifestyle these days. Everyone's eating healthier. You see a lot more um, health-conscious shops opening up, like such as Organic Avenue, Literia mm-hmm. and um You know, a lot of people want to live longer and want to live healthier. Mm -hmm. So, um, and matcha is perfect for that because, you know, if we look at the beverage menu these days, a lot of drinks contain loads of sugar, caffeine, and, um, you know, and matcha is a great alternative if you want to live a healthier lifestyle. Just some of the uh, most beneficial um, health factors of matcha is that, uh, matcha contains so much antioxidants and amino acids um, compared to your normal cup of tea. So what we talked about earlier is that compared to normal green tea, mm-hmm. uh, matcha has about 137 times the Im- amino acid content. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of nutrient level, and that's, you know, we're talking about the vitamins and fiber, it's about 10 times mm-hmm. as the normal cup of tea. Uh, matcha is also shown in studies to help fight cancer mm-hmm. um, The amino acid L-theanine In matcha That is a stress reducer So mm-hmm. that's when we think about matcha As um, something that makes you alert But calm at the same time It's the L-theanine doing its thing
0: mm-hmm. So the combination of the L-theanine And the caffeine mm-hmm. Can boost your energy Without feeling too much jittery Or having right. a crash Like when you drink coffee Exactly, but, yep
1: and, and it boosts metabolism. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's proven to help um, heart disease, lowers the LDL cholesterol level. Wow. So I think, you know, there's been a lot of studies out and a lot mm-hmm. of people have been pushing matcha. But I think it's only recently that it's really come mm-hmm. into spotlight.
0: Okay. Right. But... Actually, the matcha used to be drunk among, you know, monks, right? Right. Centuries. So, because they can focus on meditation, like you said you did. Yeah. And uh, so it's uh, a proven health benefit already. Right. Right. I don't know how many centuries, like thousands, over a thousand years
1: yeah, definitely. I mean, when, when matcha was first introduced, um, I think back in 12th century, it was all the monks who drank it, and it would help them meditate for hours.
0: Mm. Um, they falling asleep. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right.
1: I definitely feel that in the mornings when I drink matcha, mm. and when I have a, a list of you know, things on my to-do list, it helps me organize things a little bit better and mm. think clearly.
0: Great. All right. And so so the do you think based on that health benefit of matcha do you think uh, matcha can replace coffee?
1: Um I think matcha it complements coffee. Um I think to 80 you know a coffee drinker who consumes uh, two or more co- cups of coffee a day mm. maybe just think about having a matcha in the um afternoon hours so in the morning if you're used to waking up with a coffee you mm. know go for it and but i think it's a great alternative if in the afternoon you feel a bit sluggish and you mm. want to pick me up mm-hmm. matcha's great for that for mm-hmm. people who Um, don't normally drink coffee I highly recommend trying matcha if you just need a little bit of a kick to get you through the day Mm -hmm. Um, one you know you're getting all that benefit from ingesting the whole tea leaf and then it also does have some caffeine to keep you awake.
0: Mm -hmm. So you said it's uh, 70% of regular coffee Mm -hmm. that's a caffeine yeah
1: Yeah, it's right around there Mm -hmm. and I think you know in terms of whether I think it's going to replace coffee it's it's um, it's hard to say now. <laughs> um, I think tea culture in general in the West is not as, um, as strong. I think if you look at Asia and even some parts of Europe, mm-hmm. the tea culture is much stronger there. Um, right. We have afternoon tea. And, mm. you know, growing up in Asia, I always had tea throughout the day. Mm. Um, I think I drank more Tea than water, okay. <laughs> but um, I think in especially in the U.S., we think to wake up with coffee, and mm. definitely, you know, you see coffee on the menu a lot more, mm-hmm. and tea oftentimes is overlooked. And I'm really trying to uh, build a stronger tea program at our right. shop to introduce great quality tea.
0: Right. And actually, um, for instance, uh, Eleven Madison Park, that's mm-hmm. a three star Michelin restaurant. They have a very strong tea program. You know, so Definitely. there may be uh, some silver lining of tea future in yes. this country, yes. or in this city.
1: Yeah, we actually decided to work with um, a very. Uh, we we love the company in pursuit of tea um they're phenomenal um in terms of tea selection they always go for they they're they offer the best quality tea in mm. each category and so
0: the yeah the the owner sebastian Beckwith, right yeah. he's um I, i've known him for a while and uh he just goes to the actual farms exactly. all over the, the world and you find the best of the best yeah, right.
1: I'm always so surprised. I just had a tea tasting with him last week, and he's showing me all these great, great new pickings. And, you know, I, I love working with him. And I think together, the tea community is getting stronger by the day. Like you said, I love Madison's paying attention to it. And I think Atera is doing a great tea tasting menu. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing tea popping up a little bit more mm-hmm. but i think it'll still take time
0: right okay uh, so now so what can we drink at uh, chalet
1: so um yeah at chalet we have a extensive uh matcha menu um like i mentioned earlier we build the matcha menu based on the espresso menu so think of everything you would get on a a coffee shop espresso based beverage menu like cortado or a cappuccino but you can translate that using matcha as your shot Mm -hmm. so we have the shot which is with straight up matcha and water and then we have a matcha cortado which is about five ounces there's about two ounces of matcha and Mm -hmm. topped off with milk so it's a little uh it's the I, in my mind That's my favorite drink um, It's the perfect balance Between the sweetness of the milk that we use mm. And the matcha right. And then if you want to, Especially in the winter time Our larger matcha milk drinks are very popular mm. We do a um, matcha hot chocolate Which mm. we use 100% Ghanaian chocolate um, We make a nut ganache with that mm. And we add matcha powder And that's been very popular mm-hmm. And then now Going into the summer months We have matcha seasonal drinks So right now what's been popular is We do a mint and cucumber fizz Um, It's basically matcha tea With um, Muddled up with some cucumber Mint and then we top it off with sparkling Mm -hmm. water And I tasted it
0: It's very refreshing (laughs) And uh, somehow uh, matcha tastes sweet Mm -hmm. It's natural sweet Not sugary But uh, it's like uh, very subtle But it's very delicate
1: yeah yeah we like to pair it with very delicate flavors because mm. matcha is delicate and it often can be drawn out um when you add it to many other things mm. but with a cucumber a little bit of mint it everything kind of complements mm.
0: and uh at chalet uh you can choose milk uh, three types of milk the regular milk almond milk and the, uh, the soy, soy milk. milk yep so correct
1: yeah we try to accommodate for everybody um, and in addition to the matcha menu, we do offer the tea program, um, which I work with Sebastian and Anna on. And we also have a great coffee program as well. We, we're fairly strong on the, our dual beverage program because we want everyone to walk into Chalet and have, be able to find something that they like. Mm. So if you come in and you don't, you're not a tea drinker, that's okay. We have coffee.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. hey, and the space is, uh, you know, like big walls of windows. Mm-hmm. You know, windows are so sunny. And right. uh, inviting, yeah. so it's very comfortable. Right. And uh, the prices are um, from three seventy-five to five twenty-five. Mm-hmm. That's like comparable to other coffee places.
1: Yeah, I think our pricing point, um, it's in line with, um, you know, similar shops in the city. And matcha, I think often people forget just how labor intensive it is to cultivate and to process Mm -hmm. the tea. Um, And that's why when you even shop for matcha online or at the... Grocery store, it is a premium tea compared to other loose leaf teas mm-hmm. because of the post processing. You have to grind it into the powder format, right. and, the and also
0: you know the screen that uh, for the last couple, you know, last few weeks before the exactly. harvest, you have to put up screen, and it's it's a lot of work. Yeah,
1: it's a, it's really a form of art, and um, we definitely have a deep appreciation for it.
0: Mm. Right, and uh, you sell uh, matcha and uh, chocolate. And you know, then the matcha yeah. yogurt and granola?
1: Yeah, we um, so in addition to the matcha beverages, we try to incorporate matcha into our food menu as well. So matcha um, shows up in our white matcha chocolate bark, which has a lot of different nuts, goji berries. And so it's got a lot of different textural elements to mm. it. And then we also add it to our Greek yogurt with a little honey and granola. Um, and we... Um, we also have a matcha carrot ginger dressing mm. with our salads. Um, and we just try to play around with a lot of different recipes. Right now, for example, our muesli toast, we just changed to our spring-summer menu. Mm. So it has the Greek yogurt. It has a matcha custard, lots of different seasonal fruits and nuts and with a little bit of honey.
0: Mm. It's delicious. Right. And that's interesting because it's a fine powder. It's very versatile when you want to use it for cooking mm-hmm. and just... Uh, you know, sprinkle over something. And definitely, definitely.
1: That. It's very versatile. I think um, if you are out shopping for matcha, um, look out for the different grades because when you're baking or when you're adding matcha to, um, food items, you want to pick up the culinary grade because Mm -hmm. it does you do need a bit of the bitterness to come through to balance out Mm -hmm. with whatever you're adding it to however if you use the ceremonial grade Mm -hmm. um, you won't taste so much of the subtle um, Mm. sweetness from it because uh, the other flavors might Mm.
0: drown it out. Okay. So the first, you know, you said the first press, uh, second press kind of olive oil. That's the, Mm -hmm. you know, the ceremonial one is first cold press and the second one is a little more... um, Bolder yes. flavor, yeah. Okay, yep. and can you tell when you shop? Can you tell they say? Yes, uh, um, when you're out shopping, it'll say
1: on the tin whether it's um, ceremonial or culinary, and also pricing points. You can tell um, that, of course, the culinary grade will be at a lower price.
0: Mm, okay. Yep. Right. Um. By the way, yeah. Uh, I, uh, I have my uh, favorite summer snack, which oh. is uh, chilled tofu. Oh, yes. And uh, I put some soy, but on top, I sprinkle a little bit of matcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's the color becomes so beautiful. It's so beautiful. Yeah. I um, do
1: very similar. I have, um, I sprinkle, I mix
0: matcha with a little bit of sea salt, mm-hmm. and then I sprinkle over oh, the tofu. Oh, it's delicious. beautiful. Yeah. Right. And for some reason, I think that, you know, it's not dissolved in water, mm-hmm. so I have a bigger energy boost by <laughs> having the powder directly on top yeah. t- tofu. Right. So, so who are buying matcha drinks at the chalet?
1: Um, it's really surprising to see. A- everybody who lives in the neighborhood that we've introduced matcha to, they fell in love with it, and they... Now it's becoming part of their daily rituals. So Mm -hmm. um, we're seeing everybody from every age group, from every race, from every ethnic background um, getting involved in the matcha trend. Mm -hmm. And I think everything circles back to living a healthier lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so we definitely, we get a very diverse crowd where we are as well. And Mm -hmm. We're right on the corner of 7th Avenue and Christopher Street. So in that corner, it's very visible. And, you know, everyone who walks by, even if they're from, um, you know, um, some other state that walk in, like, they'll ask, what is matcha? And, mm-hmm. you know, one of our knowledgeable staff will explain to them mm-hmm. and maybe give them a little sample to try. Right.
0: Yeah. So have you seen any converse who came first for a coffee? to mm-hmm. chalet and then to try the matcha definitely
1: definitely i have had um a lot of people who switch their morning coffee to matcha which is really you know amazing to see because i, I know how much of a habit coffee can be and to see them switch is really remarkable um we Get a lot of people who says that it helps with, um, you know, their stomach. Sometimes coffee can give you acid reflux or mm. just makes your tummy a little uncomfortable. So matcha helps with that. And then other people have come in and told me, oh, matcha makes my skin clearer. And mm. you know, everyone finds their own little way of how it's benefiting them. And mm. that's great to hear.
0: Right. Like, uh, actually, in Japan, I think there is uh, among young women, mm-hmm. people believe uh, that makes your skin better. <laughs> so that that may be true. right Um, okay and uh, which items are the most popular like top three items top
1: three well right now because the weather is so warm the seasonal fizz that we have the um, mint cucumber Mm -hmm. it's definitely the top seller and then um, I think The matcha iced tea, just without any sugar or anything added to it, just tea and water, it's definitely very popular as well. Mm. And then with the milk-based drinks, the cortado is definitely the most popular. Mm. Um, I think uh, it's, you know, if you think about the larger lattes, 12 ounces of milk, it's quite a lot of dairy for Mm. a lot of people these days, so they prefer to have a smaller drink.
0: Mm. Well, it sounds like people really appreciate the pure flavor of matcha. Yes,
1: Yes, right. we definitely notice that with the bigger drinks, some of that subtlety of matcha gets lost, mm-hmm. and people will kind of figure their way around and start moving towards the smaller drinks where you can taste the matcha more.
0: Mm, interesting. Right, and you also sell uh, matcha powders.
1: Yes. Right. Um, yes, we work with a farm directly from Kyoto who supplies all of our matcha. Um, we, Kyoto Uji. Yes, yes. The Uji. I
0: think it's the, what the most famous. Yes, it's regions? very,
1: very well known. It's sort of how you think about um, wine regions: what mm-hmm. kind of climate, soil, mm-hmm. um, what uh, you know, what's best for growing tea. And I think Uji hits all the points. It's got the white, uh, varying temperatures from night to day, and also it has the rich soil. It's near water, and um, it's also got that mistiness to it.
0: Ah, okay. Yeah.
1: So it's it's great for producing matcha. So we work with a farmer out there. Who um, supply our ceremonial level mm-hmm. tea?
0: Right. Did you visit the farm? Yes, oh, it's absolutely beautiful,
1: wow. and it's really that's the best part of it. We're hoping to go back next year during harvest.
0: Wow! Yeah, that's great. Right. So, um, so what's the you? You have a little tin. Beautiful tin. Oh, matcha, thank right?
1: Thank you, thank you. Yeah, we sell the matcha by 40-gram uh, tins, mm-hmm. which it gives you about 20 servings. Mm-hmm. And we notice that people who are regulars to our shop, sometimes if they're going away for vacation mm-hmm. or if they're going away to the beach for the weekend, they'll take the tin with them, so they never stop having matcha other away. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I, you know, for us, it was more just having some on the retail shelves and um, but we're actually starting to see a pickup in retail sales.
0: Wow, yeah. that seems you're very successful in educating customers.
1: <laughs> we wow. try
0: our best, we try our best. Right, great. So, um, if you get a tin, uh, how do you prepare matcha? Um,
1: very simple. Um, so, with the tin, you could um, either whisk it uh, traditionally, and you can use any bowl. Um, you sell
0: whisks too, Yes, right?
1: we actually sell a starter set, which includes everything you would need to make it the traditional method. Mm-hmm. So it comes with a 100 uh bamboo whisk. It comes with a bamboo scoop. It can, comes with a whisk holder, which helps your whisk stay in shape, which mm. makes them last a mm-hmm. l- lot and longer. And a whisk
0: looks like really beautiful piece of
1: art. Yes, it's it's beautiful i mean it's the little prawns are so tiny and yeah it's really pretty and the bowls are amazing and you can get so many different varieties we just carry um two in our shop but if you have a look around town there's many many great um culinary shops that sells really intricate beautifully Mm hand-painted um porcelain bowls so when you're at home just literally you know about half a teaspoon gets you about two grams mm-hmm. of matcha. Okay. Then add hot water, but not boiling. Mm-hmm. 175 will be perfect. But if you can't get there, just add a splash of cold water. Because mm-hmm. the hotter the water, you're going to uh, burn the tea leaves. So uh, it's going to bring out more of the bitterness.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. And uh, if you don't want to make something more like espresso drinks, can you do that at home too? Yes, definitely. These days,
1: you could either... Um, You know, buy one of those uh, milk frothers, Mm -hmm. or you could as simple as sticking the milk of your choice in the microwave for about a minute and Hmm. then. You know, add it to the matcha oh, yeah. that you already prepared. So it's very simple. And Great. you can add honey or agave, right. whatever sweeteners.
0: Right. And also you can use, of course, in uh, sweets, baking.
1: Yes. I mm. add it to morning smoothies all the time. Okay. So I um, I got one of those nutri for Christmas, and I've been adding matcha to it and all these superfoods, you
0: know. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you were very courageous to quit your job and then opening this business. Uh, how do you feel now? I, yeah, it was a big, big
1: leap of faith, you know, and I'm really, really... I'm happy with how the store has turned out, how well received it is. Mm. Um, I'm just so blessed to have like the best team of people to work with as well, and my baristas—they really give it all to try to promote matcha and to prepare the most delicious drink. Wow,
0: that's yeah. great! So well, well, I'm thank happy you. to be here now. Well, I appreciate the Japanese. You know, this is Japanese. I really appreciate what you do. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, um, well, so thank you for joining us today, Michelle and uh, good luck thank you very much for having me right. so uh, listeners if you'd like to know more about Shalite, please visit shalait.com. Uh, that's dot com and if you have any questions or comments please contact us at heritageradionetwork.org and you can also reach me at akikokatayama.com japan east is live at 3pm on mondays and always available at heritageradionetwork.org i'll see you next week